0: Uh, As I touched on briefly before the break, it has been a grind of the last two years or so. Uh, It was one thing to deal with COVID, which was stressful enough. And and as we talked about, for so many different reasons, Uh, whether you're worried about uh, you have an elderly parent or you're an elderly person yourself and you're worried you have an underlying condition and you're you're terrified of catching uh, COVID. You have a business and you're worried about whether your business will survive uh, COVID whether you're a student and all of a sudden you couldn't wait to go to university and now you're taking all your classes from your parents' uh, home. Uh, Stress, stress everywhere. And then as soon as it seems like we're getting a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, the end of the the pandemic, uh, we're loosening some rules, uh, war breaks out in Europe, and whether you have relatives or not, uh, it's hard to escape the devastation and, and the despair that we see every night on our TV screens. It just gets more depressing by the hour. And then add to whatever you're dealing with in your nor- in your everyday life. Everyone's got something. Uh, as we said, it, it could be financial issues. It, it could be relationship issues. Uh, it could be uh, m- myself uh, moving an elderly parent into a long-term care facility. That's stressful. Uh, everything you do is stressful, it seems like. So how do you survive? How do you cope with everything? Uh, Let's hope our uh, next guest can help us out. I believe he can. Uh, Dr. Gans Ferentz, a registered psychologist, speaker, author, and coach, uh, joins us uh, on the line. Uh, Doctor, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Um, I feel like I covered everything there. Like it's a depressing time. It's hard It's hard not to feel uh, more so than I can remember. And I guess it's all kind of relative. Everyone lives in their own world to some degree, you know, so everyone has their own issues. But it seems like we're sharing a lot of the issues right now. Plus, that's on top of the ones we have individually as well.
1: Yeah, no, no kidding, right, we, we, you know, like, life has been stressful anyway, like, this was before COVID, we had a lot of things we were dealing with, uh, you know, just just the busyness of life, I remember, I'm old enough to remember that when, you know, social media started, smartphones came on, and, and just the tech boom happened, there was this idea that all this technology was supposed to simplify and slow down our lives and make it easier for us, but as we know, it turned out that we just got busier and have, you know, been almost like on call to the world now because we just have more accessibility and people have more accessibility to us. But then you lay over top of that COVID and like you mentioned the war and, you know, so many other things that are stressing people out. Right. I, you mentioned just dealing with an elderly parent. My, my mother just tested positive for COVID this morning. And so we're dealing with that. I was dealing with that all day, trying to figure out what kind of care she needs and that sort of thing. So, you know, a lot of us have a lot on the plate. And I was talking to somebody today and we're talking about the idea of cumulative stress. And what that is, is, you know, we tend to think, you know, you, you go through something, you have a sleep, you wake up the next day, you start fresh. But that's not really the case. You know, it does add up after a while and sometimes... Well, it's like, it's like ghostbusters, right? You, you stick all the ghosts in the containment field. And after a while, there's no more room. And then, then the ghosts start to leak out and cause all sorts of havoc. So this is, this is, you know, you, you nailed it when you said that we've been dealing with a lot for a long time. No, you
0: know, it's amazing when you, 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 when you're in the midst of it and you have so much on your head, uh, when you open your eyes in the morning, there's about a split second before you remember everything uh, that's on your head. And if, That's the feeling you'd love to have all day. And I envy the people that have that feeling all day. That just, it's a great day. You know, I, and again, a lot of it's all probably self-induced by people to some degree. But again, when you have that on top of everything else. Um, so, you know, what what can people do? Like, wh- what are some of the things that that folks can do to help? Other than, you know, you go, okay, I'm going to turn off the TV. I'm not going to watch anything about the war. But you almost feel like you have to know what's going on. You're doing a disservice to the people by ignoring it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, so a couple of things you mentioned actually do work really well that that split second you mentioned in the morning, you can actually prolong that, right? You can you can make that just by deliberate effort, just a, a little bit of um, focus, you can actually turn that into the beginning of your day. I actually teach my students this uh, technique called 60 seconds of celebration. And, and, and understand something celebration and feeling good and being happy doesn't actually disrespect people who are having a difficult time in the world elsewhere. Because my pain, my sadness, my suffering doesn't actually add anything to anybody else, right? Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean we ignore, doesn't mean we we be flippant about what other people are going through. But we really want to think about adding energy that's missing. So if if there is suffering somewhere, we can actually help by being positive, being happy. And then doing something active to be able to address that. Donate blood. Um, donate money to a cause that's going to help that situation. Just be kind to the, your neighbor or to a service person. Just just adding more positivity in the world actually does help the the situation we're dealing with. But definitely helps us to be able to manage these stressful times and you know a lot of the heavy news we're taking. So the 60 Seconds of Celebration, how this works is you can deliberately think about, okay, I want to think about the last minute before I go to sleep and the last minute or the first minute, I should say, when I wake up. What I want to do is I want to think about what can I celebrate? What can I think about or remember that I feel happy about or proud of for or things that I'm just joyful that I have? You know, and for me, (laughs) Sometimes when I have a hard time thinking about stuff, I think about, you know, I don't have to actually generate my own electricity. That's done for me. I'm very thankful for that. So I celebrate that (laughs) because the idea is that you want to put yourself in a state of celebration. So it doesn't matter what you're celebrating or even if you're celebrating your own stuff, you can actually celebrate for somebody else because what that does is it puts you in a positive headspace. And now you're bookending your night because you're ending with celebration and you're starting with celebration. So your night, you're probably going to sleep better, have better dreams, feel more rest in the morning. And then you're bookending your day because you're starting your day with celebration and ending it with celebration too. So you tend to have a more positive day. And we know that when your physiology is positive, when your mind is positive, your physiology is positive, And that helps you, manage stress and gives you gives you more of a buffer to deal with the kind of the news and all the other stuff we deal with on a regular basis. You know what, that's a great
0: idea. I'm going to be stealing the uh, 60 seconds of celebration. I'll be I'll be using that this evening and tomorrow morning because I think that's a great go. idea and that's simple. Why not try to prolong that opening, you know, split second before my feet hit the ground uh, to go? Okay, what else can I think about that's positive before I I start my uh, my daily grind? Um, you, men- you mentioned something else that I, you know, for years you would hear people say. Um, you know, it's all about putting something positive out there, and good stuff comes back, and and whatever that means. But there is a point where, when you are feeling good about yourself and and about what's going on, and you're just happy, other hap- it, it seems like other good stuff happens, and, and maybe that stuff's happening anyway. But at least you're aware of it and celebrating it, maybe now.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that's exactly right. So so there's a part of our brain called the reticular activating system. And I, I call this, uh, you know, our personal bloodhound and our bouncer. So this this particular part of our brain, it is responsible for what comes in, what we let in. So that's the bouncer part. And the bloodhound part is if if we tell it that something's important, it'll go out and fetch that. It'll go out and fetch more of that to look at. So most people have had this experience where you go and you're shopping for a car, you buy a car, you're driving down the street. All of a sudden you see the same car or different colors of the same car. over the street, right? Mm -hmm. So what is that, right? Now, they didn't just show up. The fact is they were there the whole time, but you didn't notice them because they weren't important. By you buying the car, you've told your bouncer, you've told your bloodhound, this particular activating system part of your brain, that this thing is important. This is significant to me, this car. And so your brain now sees and looks for more of those types of things. Well, this system is working all the time. The thing is, it works... Typically at random, like just kind of because we don't pay attention to it, but we have the ability to consciously and deliberately say, these are the things I would like you to go fetch. Go find me more of these things because they're going to make me happy. And this is what that 60 seconds of celebration actually does. It tells that part of your brain, go find me more things I can celebrate. And all of a sudden, your whole day starts to turn around. You start to notice things that were probably always there, but you were thinking of maybe what you were lacking instead of what you were having. And that changes your whole experience, reduces your stress, and actually helps you to create more positivity around you, right? We know that when you are in a state of calm excitement or calm focus, we do better. We make better choices. We're easier to be around. Um, we, we just feel better and have a better buffer for, from stress. And so by, by consciously and deliberately putting yourself in that zone more of the time, you get to create this, what we call a virtuous cycle. We've all heard of the vicious cycle that pulls you down the, the tubes. There's a virtuous cycle that builds on itself and you feel better and better. And because of that, you see more good and you actually you know, attract more good or create more good in your life because of your positive attitude.
0: No, and I was just thinking when we say when it rains, it, it must work the other way exactly, as you mentioned, because when we go, uh, well, it rains, it pours. Like once one bad thing happens, all you're doing is dwelling on bad stuff, and that's all you see everywhere you look. You know, some days the, you know, the problem at the dry cleaners doesn't bother you. Some days it's no big deal. But on a yep. bad day, that's the worst thing that's happened. It just is another nail in the coffin kind of thing.
1: It's absolutely right. And, you know, like um, linguists, the folks who study language, they they say in North America or the English language, let's say, that we have four times the number of words for negative experiences as we do for positive experiences, right? Four times. So because we think in, in words, we, we're generally thinking four times more negative than we are positive. So if you just start to skew that number slightly, if you only go three to one or if, Two to one, if you can get there, you're going to have a way better experience of life. And you know, I, I talk to my the folks when I'm doing presentations and stuff. I talk about you know filling your happy bank, and you want to make sure you're filling your happy bank because if you got lots in your happy bank, then when stress hits you and you got to make some withdrawals, yeah, it's okay. You got lots; it's not going to bother you. But if you're close to the line and you go into the overdraft, then, then you're going to feel the stress and it's not
0: going to be a happy day for you. As we continue our conversation with uh, Dr. Gans Ferentz, a uh, registered psychologist, speaker, and author, as we talk about how to cope with everything. There is just so much going on. Uh, doctor, thanks for sticking around with us. Um, so what what else can we do? What else is there a ways? I, you know, I've heard people talk about meditation. I could never get my head around that. I can't Calm myself enough to actually meditate. I guess I I've tried it. I, I it just it doesn't work for me. Well, well,
1: So you know you might be doing it wrong. Like probably, I, probably. Yeah. <laughs> like well, the truth the truth is. I mean, it, it actually it's a very common misconception. The idea is you got to calm your mind in order to meditate, right? And the the idea of meditation is actually to it's a tool to help you feel more calm, but not necessarily calm your mind. It's really about helping you to have sharp focus so it's not really quieting your mind or emptying your mind it's just being able to focus on one thing instead of having it go all over the place at random and so so meditation actually really works very well but you know for a lot of people it's very difficult i know when i first started <laughs> 10 seconds was just i couldn't do it It was like ah, i'm going crazy you know and after a while you, you got to put put in the time but you know after a while i was able to do it for 20 minutes 30 minutes right Right. But, you know, if you don't want to do meditation, like by yourself, there's lots of great apps out there. There's Headspace, there's Calm, there's a lot of different apps that you can use. But even just being mindful, just being, just paying attention to your experiences as you're having them, that is an actual form of meditation. It's, a, it's, it's just being able to focus your mind on what you're experiencing. So you're taking your shower you can actually feel the soap, you can smell the shampoo, you can feel the warmth of the water. When you're walking outside right now, I'm in Edmonton and we're getting all the snow that's happening. And so, you know, when you're walking outside, you can feel the crispness of the air, you can hear the snow under your feet. Just by paying attention to your senses, coming to your senses, so to speak, you actually start to focus in and it shuts out all the other noise that we typically have running at random in our brains that kind of makes us feel squirrely and like we can't control ourselves. Right. And so just, just even looking at doing something like that is a great way to manage stress and to help you undo some of the stuff that comes at us every day from, you know, just the world and the media and all the stuff that we've had to deal with, with COVID.
0: You know, I'm interested. You, you mentioned something, how much, Uh, Can a distraction help in a sense? You know, people talk about uh, sports being a great distraction and maybe, you know, I love baseball. So, you know what, for at least a couple hours, I can listen to the ball game on the, and I tend to listen on the radio more than watch it on TV. I enjoy closing my eyes and kind of picturing it It kind of helps me forget about everything else, even if it's short lived. Uh, That seems to be very helpful. Is distracting yourself a, a good way to cope?
1: Yes, absolutely. Especially when you're doing it consciously and deliberately, like when you're when you're looking for one thing you can focus on, especially something that makes you feel happy, brings you that joy, or like holds your interest, like a like a ball game or whatever it might be, or a good movie or a good book. Um, you know, we we tend to underestimate the power and the importance of, I would say, um, prioritizing our well being and our happiness. The, the happier we feel, the better we do, right? Um, when we feel better, we function better. And so that is one of those things that even if it's a distraction for a moment or an hour watching a game or whatever it might be, that's an hour we're not stressed. But now if you do it consciously and deliberately, and you know, you're doing something good for yourself, well, that hour, not just is that hour where you're not being stressed, but it actually starts to become reparative it starts to fill the happy bank it starts to give you a little more buffer so you can actually manage stress more effectively even after that but then something else you can do is if you build these times into your life consciously and putting in putting into a little bit of a system you actually now don't have to wait till you're kind of bleeding from your eyes to go and look after yourself you're doing it proactively you're making sure that you're getting some good inputs, some good deposits on a regular basis every day. And after a while you build up and you start to, you start to just have more space. You start to feel better and you start to feel like you're much more in control of your life because you are doing things consciously and deliberately, which is one of those, that, that sense of control is also one of the antidotes to stress because particularly this time with covid and all the stuff going on in the Ukraine and everywhere else, there really is this feeling of being out of control, all this uncertainty. And uncertainty is one of the most stressful things we can deal with as humans.
0: No. And you know what? Subconsciously, I know every time I would visit my mom at the hospital and I was leaving the hospital and I, you know, you're stressed out. That's when I would do Wordle. That was my Mm -hmm. 15 minutes to do Wordle because it helped me just focus on that and not think about anything else for 15 minutes. And, See, I didn't even realize that's what I was doing, but here I am. I I was ahead of the game. I was doing something to help myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fascinating. Uh, Dr. Ferentz, thanks so much for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. Hey, thanks so much, Shane. Thank Thank you. you